What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Hey, Big MX listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. Just wanted to uh, encourage you guys to head on over to fmfracing.com. Check out the uh, the drop. It's a huge, great program where uh, you can get some of these exclusive t-shirts. $29 a month gets you a shirt that uh, cannot be bought in the online store. You won't find it at uh, any store where uh, you can find FMF apparel. Uh, only You'll only find it in those boxes uh, with the drop. So uh, check it out, fmfracing.com, uh, directly after this interview with Little D. We've also got Ryan Sipes on, so enjoy that. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, if you have a request for someone you'd like to hear on the Big MX Radio podcast, hit me an email with at bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. That's bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Send me a note. Let me know who you want to hear from, and I'll try and get them on the show. As always, thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. You can go to fmf.com right now and subscribe and conquer with The Drop. Brand new, exclusive, not sold to anybody else t-shirt delivered to your door starting shipping in November. Get on it before the, the before Halloween and you'll get free shipping. Only 30 bucks a month and if quick if you're Canadian, that is uh $40 a month, uh, well worth it, and uh, the proprietor and uh, and the head honcho over at FMF uh, these days uh, is joins us on the phone right now, I believe this is the sixth time we've had him on the podcast in 2018, it's always a pleasure to chat with him, he was red, white, and blue, and he's most likely black and blue right now, Don Yamo Jr., how's it going? Ah, uh, beat up, man, I'm beat up from the feet up, I've got... Uh... I'm barely uh, nursing my red bud hangover. It is. Uh, it was depressing, as you said. We're, yes. we're us Americans are a little, little bit beat up, but uh, you know, walking away with our heads held high. And uh, man, I can't, I can't be more stoked for the Euros and Team France. I mean, all all three of those guys were uh, were FMF riders. So you know, that's part of the great thing with uh, with our brand is obviously we support um, a, lot, a lot of different guys from all over the the world which is always exciting because you can see them all in one place and you know but near and dear to my heart where i was really hoping for uh the united by power uh 2018 to kick in on our home soil and uh it didn't kick in but uh you know we got kicked but <laughs> it was a, it was a really really good time and man it was uh it's always a it's always a great uh thing when you can be patriotic like that and see everyone come together from different countries uh, with their flags and everyone's getting along, except for the noisy freaking chainsaw guys that when they're really hammered and drunk and they don't shut the things off and they're just running wide open yes. for like 15 minutes, you're like, okay, dude, we get that you like the chainsaw and it's good <laughs> to give it a little rev to get the crowd fired up. But when the thing is just running solid for 15 minutes, you're like, dude, go have a, let, me, let me go buy you another beer in this beer line and shut that thing off. I hope it seizes 
or yeah. runs out of gas. No, you just want to pour that beer right into the uh, the intake, and hopefully uh, things flooded for yeah. good. Um, yeah, any time where uh, the United States is closer to Canada in the standings than they are to the front, that's going to be a sad state of affairs. But uh, you guys uh, were patriotic throughout the entire week. Um, absolutely the closest, uh, or maybe like basically like uh, the 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 biggest crowd it is by numbers wise biggest crowd and the rowdiest you guys came out there in droves there was costumes there was colors there was uh just everyone was like fully bought in and and you were certainly one of them uh and and the the rain didn't seem to damper anybody's spirits you guys had a ton of fun and uh, i'm glad to see that you're able to enjoy it and uh yeah with three uh, fmf athletes uh out front at the end maybe it wasn't the red the 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 right Red, 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 white, and blue team. Wow, can't talk anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, if FMF's winning, I guess uh, you're still winning. Yeah, I mean, shoot, Team Canada was awesome. You know, we had uh, we had uh, Pettis on that team yes, as well, and then we we had Benoit before he got hurt, and uh, you know, stoked on his his career and what he's been able to do for the Canadians and win championships, sure. and uh, it was great running running into him there and. Uh, you know, the, that was my first time getting to meet uh, Pettis, so that was really, really cool. And we did up a special muffler for him with his uh, country colors and uh, his name. And um, so that's the great thing about this, uh, you know, regardless of uh, who wins. And, you know, even though the U.S. did not win, um, but getting everyone together and just really being able to see, you know, the fans come out. I mean, Red Bud's already crazy enough when you just go to a pro motocross national and that now you add in all the uh, – the crazy Aussies and the Euros and the, the Irish, man, those, those guys, uh, literally it was, and then you throw in the mud and, and, uh, you saw people sliding down hills and there's, uh, there's lot B, which is a camp camp spot. That's like super, super crazy. Like just to be able to camp in there, you have to go through security and then they pull you out of your, your vehicle. They search your whole vehicle and, uh, just to make sure there's no crazy paraphernalia, glass bottles, things like that, because you go down into that lot to walk around and literally you will see some of the craziest stuff you've ever seen in your life. Fires, stripper poles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you name it. It was, uh, it was hectic. It was uh, really, really cool to go walk around and, you know, everyone, everyone gets along. So, I mean, that's always a great part. You know, we're always there. We're there for uh, one common theme which is uh to see people rip around the track and uh go for our country um track was absolutely brutal um i know you had sounds like you had jimmy button on as well i did yeah absolutely he uh he, he like took every opportunity to chat about that him and i were on the phone for an hour just uh dissecting uh, all of the strategy all of the happenings all of the what what should have happened what didn't happen what did happen uh whether it be team usa or uh, Team France, of course, he was involved with Dylan Ferrandez, so uh, he was uh, like he kept his eye obviously on Team uh, USA, but also deeply involved with the team that ended up winning the damn thing. So uh, he saw both sides of that coin. Yeah, I think a lot of people are blaming uh, Button for uh, yes. for Team USA losing because uh, he was walking around all weekend in his Team France uh, gear, and he was getting heckled so bad by As he people. Should. And so. Uh, no, it's pretty cool to see uh, Button obviously there and so many legends. I mean, man, it's like everyone you can think of. I mean, obviously McGrath, MC, Villapoto, but <clears throat> so Game many Stewart. old legends too. Donnie Hansen, Chuck Sun. Um, so that's always like really, really cool being able to see 
um, guys like that and be able to get their autographs. And um, I mean, I even took the opportunity to just, I had a white long sleeve FMF shirt on that had like red, white, and blue on it. And I just got as many old school signatures as I could so I can give it to my son one day and uh, like had Ricky Johnson sign it. And uh, so, I mean, so cool. And, you know, we also had, uh, you know, the team Puerto Rico with, with uh, Pastrana and Sipes and seeing uh, those guys win, win the B main and, and how crazy the place was going when they, when they were actually going to win the B main. I mean, you literally, I mean, you, you guys have probably seen uh, interviews, but like Pastrana was like tearing up. Wyndham was tearing up on the parade lap because they were just, it was so, so emotional that you could just hear the crowd going wherever they were on the track. You could just hear this like sea of, of people just going absolutely crazy. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, the takeaway is that if you ever get to go to motocross of nations, definitely go there, bring your, your country with you and uh, dress up bring the flags, horns, don't bring chainsaws and, um, you know, and have an absolute blast because it is one of the coolest things that you can experience if you're a diehard moto fan, uh, such as myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Leave the chainsaws on the job sites with bricklayers like myself. And, uh, I think one of the things that really hits home when I, I take in, uh, the you on social media and every time that I get to, to interact with you is that you're an absolute lover of this sport, whether it's supercross outdoor motocross in the States, uh, the motocross of nations or MXGPs. You attended all four of those types of events uh, this year. The only thing that I think you need to, uh, to attend now is a Canadian race uh, at some point, and we'll make that happen at some point. But um, how much how much does it mean to you to be able to like take in this community, be a part of this community, and uh, and also just connect with it in a way that I think that um, it, like you're genuine in wanting to connect with that uh, community, but they like kind of embrace you right back. I think that's the coolest thing. You know, I love obviously going to the races. I don't have to travel. Um, I love to go to these events. Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of the events, but you know, I try to get to a lot of off-road events as well. You know, I raced the GNCC earlier this year in April. That's right. Um, you know, it's, uh, whether it's amateur racing at Loretta Lynn's, I just, you know, it's just something fun for me. And now having a, you know, a family, a wife and a almost three-year-old, it's, it's been even more amazing to now be able to take them kind of on the road with me to certain events that I know that they're going to have a great time at. Um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. I think it's kind of one of the reasons, you know, FMF stands out a little bit more than some of the other brands. We're not just into just hardcore racing. We're into just riding dirt bikes. And, you know, I love just getting out and riding with my friends and going to the track and, you know, my life revolves around, revolves around twists in the throttle and um i think that's uh you know a lot of people in this sport have that same passion and i think uh you know those type of people stand out and i'm glad that everyone kind of notices that i think that's uh makes makes me feel you know that i'm doing uh, my part for this uh this community that we all uh that we all love and if um you know fmf can help you know bring any type of awareness that you know we're we've, we've done our part and because everyone else is help build this brand uh, over 45 years and so you know if we give them back by you know sponsoring events and and doing what we can then uh then that makes me feel good absolutely and, and you do a good job at that and of course this being uh fmf's 45th anniversary of the year you guys have been uh, dominating the world and creating power and uh, improving the the performance 
of uh, these motocross bikes we love so much. Uh, the third third period is uh, clicking down on, on the 45th anniversary, and uh, you guys rolled out a brand new program. Um, and uh, like maybe you're not a, a Dollar Shave Club member, but if you want to be a, a drop member, subscribe and tell me a little bit about that because uh, um, you know I love T-shirts, and and, and now I I just have to subscribe. There's no there's no there's no two questions about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of uh, things these days is subscription services, whether it's Netflix or Dollar Shave, like you said, and you know, a lot of those people were people or companies were at the forefront of that. And uh, you know, our subscription service is a little different, um, being that we're not just pulling uh, a T-shirt off the shelf, uh, something maybe that moves a little slower. So it's like, okay, let's let's send that out. It's uh, this is something that we wanted to do specially. So you know, if you're a drop member um, and you get to wear one of these t-shirts that uh, that are special for members only so they're made just for you they will never be sold online they will never be on our e-commerce store or in any dealerships or anything like that that you kind of feel like a little sense of pride and and attaches yourself to that brand just that much more and you know more than anything it was just something it was a crazy idea and it's it's been a lot to pull off just because uh the logistics of it and you know, one of the reasons why we, we're not shipping the first order till November, because once we get all the members for, say, October, you know, it takes us, you know, about 10 days to build everything and then right. go ahead and get it all shipped. And, you know, so that's, that's the fun of it, though, because we're really going to be able to personalize these things to people, um, uh, you know, whether it's notes or little extra things in the box, they're always going to be kind of like a little secret. Um, so, I think if you're attached to FMF and this is, uh, if you like these type of things, you like in a t-shirt every month and, you know, it'll always be the same style t-shirt. So if you like the fit and feel, you know, it's always going to be the same, but it'll always be a different design every month. And, uh, yeah, so it's just something fun. And, you know, again, we love doing, uh, these kind of fun little marketing projects. And, uh, this was kind of just like my next idea of how to up the subscription game a little bit. Absolutely. You guys absolutely like, just freaking crush it. Like I, I was hoping to have you on the show prior to having this thing drop and then yesterday all of a sudden this thing comes across my newsfeed that uh, this whole program's even happening now I really have to have you on but the thing is is that I literally have that happen to me probably oh I don't know 10 times uh, a year if not if not at, at almost every week that there, there's something where FMF makes a splash and, and just sort of changes the game. How do you guys continue to do that over and over again throughout the year where uh, it makes me want to call and text you up and, and try and get you on the show almost weekly based on just some of the things you guys are rolling out, where it would be the custom etching on the uh, the exhaust systems you guys are putting out, the one with Travis Pastrana and, all of, of course, all of your champions and uh, the guys that were at MXDN had it, some of the, the coolest uh, stuff that you guys uh, come out with as far as apparel goes or uh, Camp, uh, was it Camp Freedom? What was it? Yep. Yeah, like like all these things. Like, like who's your idea guy? Is it is it Danny Laporte? You can tell me. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think one person can take credit. I've got a, an amazing design team behind me, and uh, I've got a lot of quirky ideas. A lot of them come up to me last minute, and so I've definitely realized that I'm not. Um, I can't come up with something that's too far in advance, or else it just won't be as cool. So. I like to come up with uh, with ideas last minute and then put everyone into full panic mode on like how we got to get this thing done, like whether it's in a couple of days or a week or a couple of months. But we generally uh, cram and and when you see these type of things come to uh, come to life and and 
now with, you know, social media, it's so much easier to get things out in front of people, you know, whether than, you know, back in the day, if you had to wait till an event, excuse me, or, um, you know, or print, print ad that would, you know, take, you know, two or three months before people actually got it in their mailbox. Um, so, you know, having, having that type of stuff where it's instant access and then we can do cool little videos and get them out there. And, you know, I think that's been really, really helpful. And, you know, we love coming up with new ideas and really, I mean, ultimately it's, it's nice because, uh, you know, we are somewhat of a small company. We're not super corporate. Um, you know, we like having fun and even sometimes making fun of ourselves. Um, I think that's just important because it's, you know, I feel like the fans can, that are, that are FMF kind of people that that it it attaches them to, to our brand because they feel like we're just, you know, average guys that just like to have fun and ride dirt bikes and, and we make a cool product. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, we make an exhaust pipe that's out of metal and, you know, yeah, they look sexy and cool and they make power and stuff but i feel like we're able to you know take that and then actually make ourselves uh, a staple of a, a brand as a whole so from a marketing standpoint i'm very blessed to be able to uh play around with this stuff and have fun and and my dad gives me the, the freedom to do this and he digs it um you know and so sometimes i just surprise him with things and and he gets in, like he didn't see the drop and didn't even really know anything about it until it was like totally done and we had the video wrapped because I really wanted to be able to show it to him and not just like tell him about it and then have him see it later I wanted to see it all at once and he was like pretty blown away of, of the idea and the and what it's going to be so yeah we're it's it's cool I, I mean we just I guess at the end of the day just like a lot of people we like to have fun <laughs> yeah you like to you guys do cool stuff and, and uh, you make a habit of it um so uh without giving uh, too much away like uh wh- what's coming down the pipe for you guys like what's uh what gets the creative juices flowing when it comes to uh bringing new 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 things to market obviously it's it's new bike season all the new bikes are out and uh people have had enough time to go to the local tracks and uh, uh realize that a their their uh, stock mufflers uh holding them back a little bit or they've wrapped it around a tree so uh um <laughs> how, how do they go about uh calling you guys up yeah i mean right now it's you know busy we're pretty much wrapped up uh, obviously everything 2019 is uh is done and 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 out um you know but it's always uh this this time of year is always busy because it's kind of contract time for a lot of our you know race teams or or events that we sponsor so I feel like that's been kind of like inundating me lately, which is never the fun part, like doing the contracts and negotiating deals and, yes. you know, trying maybe trying to get a new deal and, and not coming, not, not going through. So, you know, we're, uh, you know, it's just that kind of busy time for the whole industry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've got nothing much coming up. I'm personally not going to monster energy cap. I'm kind of taking a little bit, bit of a break and then I'm going to hit, uh, the following week, I'm going to hit uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which I'm really excited about. You know, it's uh, one of my best friend's events that he actually invented. Um, he works for Red Bull. And um, so to see where that event's kind of come and gone, and, and now it's only two strokes and all the cool 90s videos that they've been able to promote and come out with, which I'm sure people have seen in, uh, you know, in all the social media um, with McGrath and Emig and all this, all this great content that they've been able to put together. So really excited for that. Dungey's coming back out of, out of retirement to race it on a factory KTM two stroke, you know, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty wild. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. 
I'll be watching Monster Cup on on TV, obviously, and then um, the following weekend I uh, I might be going out to the final GNCC race to crown one of our guys uh, a champion, whether it's Caleb Russell or or Thad Duvall. So um, <clears throat> I like to say that I'm not traveling that much, but then I start kind of looking at and man, how quick these weeks run together and, and months and and then turns into years. <laughs> Next thing you know, my kid's 15 and uh, yep. <laughs> I'm this old man. But uh, and he's coming no, up with I the think, ideas. Uh, exactly. That's who it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like how quick time flies by, man. I mean, these, these, like I just said, these, these weeks, you think they're so far out, but next thing you know, it's like, boom, they're here. And just when I thought I had a, you know, it looks like I'm gonna have a week off, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's all fun. I think that's what keep, keeps me, uh, feeling young. No doubt. Yeah. You, you keep the throttle pinned as well as the, uh, the guys who were racing this past weekend. Um, when you go to an event like, um, MXON, that is where everybody is. That's literally the best of the best from every single nation. Um, is it different than an MXGP and different than a outdoor national? Like, how does it, like, uh, is it, is it different for you in any type of way? And, and like, does it ever get old seeing the, the best of the best do what they do? Because, uh, you've been surrounded by it your entire life. No, I don't think it ever gets old. I mean, I love going to, um, going over to Europe and seeing, you know, at least go once a year just to see our riders over there. Um, this year I went to, uh, to Lommel, uh, unbelievable, just, you know, and being able to witness a guy like Jeffrey Hurlings. I mean, there's, there's been few guys like that, right. That, that have come, come through our sport, you know, whether it's James Stewart, McGrath, you know, these type of riders. And, and all of a sudden you have this guy Hurlings and, and literally, uh, you know, I've never seen anyone go that fast on dirt bike and uh, to witness that in, in the sand is one thing, but then seeing him come over, you know, to America and, you know, I saw a lot of comments where he's, you know, tout himself as, you know, the best rider of the year and hands down, I think he is for sure that this, this year, 2018, what he's accomplished. Yeah. I think his like win rate was like 80% or something like that. Every time he lined up. Silly. So, I mean, that is, uh, besides, you know, seeing someone like Ricky Carmichael go, you know, undefeated, um, in outdoors, I think, uh, you know, watching hurlings and, and man, it's just, it's crazy to me because, uh, you know, how people step it up at, at this event at motocross nations, <clears throat> like Paulin, you know, he always steps it up at, uh, motocross nations. I mean, he wrote, he wrote great all year, but he was never really in the hunt for, you know, even a top three, um, I don't think really in MXGP. And then he comes over here and, and not that he was uh, winning or top three, but he do, he rises to the occasion and he does what he needs to do for, for his team to go out there and, and take another overall or a guy like Colton Hoff again, who hasn't, I don't think gone even a, maybe a top five. And then he goes out there and goes one, one. Um, it just, it, those type of things like boggle my mind that, that, you know, that this, that's capable of, of happening. You know, these people, they don't, they didn't, they were kind of under the radar and, you know, other than hurlings about even, you know, doing that well. And our guys had, you know, everyone talking about how we're supposed to win on our home soil and we haven't won in so long. And this is the first time in 10 years it's back on, on the U S turf. And, you know, our guys are going to crush it. And I was just like, man, 
there's a lot of these people haven't seen these guys ride before and you know the euros are uh they are very very fast as we uh people come to find out so you know it's kind of funny seeing the message boards light up and all the hoopla but uh it's pretty awesome Absolutely. Overreaction Monday was in full swing uh, on online and uh, honestly in the minds of a lot of racers and, and myself included, just trying not to overreact to the fact that, uh, yeah, had, uh, the Americans had three guys probably had their worst day uh, of 2018. That, that's, that's all you can really say about their days. And then uh, a, a guy like Glenn Koldenhoff, totally correct. Um, I don't think that's a career day. Like I, I don't think it's uh, he's had a day like that before. I don't think he'll have a day like that again unless he's able to capture capture lightning in a bottle like that. Uh, a one one performance at MXDN where most people were expecting him to be like a five seven guy. Um, it's uh, yeah, it is uh, truly remarkable, and uh, I'm glad you were able to take it in. And uh, I gotta say, man, those uh, the 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 tailpipes with the the etching on the uh, uh, the pipes like that that is like it's a nice touch that like that's that that's setting you guys apart from everybody else that's pretty cool yeah i mean it's uh you know having a lot of equipment at at our fingertips obviously with making everything in the united states and having you know so much crazy equipment to to do all this type of stuff it's fun to be able to you know do little uh little perks like that for, for the guys I, I wish we could do it more um but uh you know we've We've been able to do it, obviously, on, on Pastrana stuff and, and our champions, uh, you know, going to the last round of Supercross this year with Anderson and Osborne and Plessinger. And and then, you know, with AP winning the outdoors, you know, we won four out of five, uh, you know, U.S. Major Supercross, title, yeah. motocross championships. So, um, you know, definitely our biggest year as a company in, in, in that form of racing of Supercross and motocross. Um, and... Uh, so, you know, it's uh, knock on wood, but it keeps getting better. Absolutely. And congratulations on, uh, I believe this is uh, six in a row uh, for uh, 250 class championships, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, three from the Yamaha guys, one from, okay, it's five in a row. Three from the Yamaha guys, one from uh, uh, Osborne last year, and then uh, another one from AP. That's uh, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's, uh, man, well, we got, yeah, Jeremy Martin, Cooper Webb, uh, Osborne, and Plessinger. So, yeah, Jeremy times like two, though. Four or five in a row. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy so times two, Webb. Uh, yeah, five. It's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I, like I can't it. complain. Uh, <laughs> we're having a blast. It's always fun uh, being able to, to work with these teams and riders. And, you know, it's cool because, you know, most of these guys I've known since uh, they were riding for us on, you know, 65s at Loretta Lens and, you know, know their families. And, you know, so that's why it's so important for me to keep in touch with, with these guys at the amateur, amateur level. Um, because, you know, they grew up and next thing you know, they're riding on an FMF team and it's, uh, that's the, the best part about it. Absolutely. And actually, that, that actually makes me think, and I, like a random question for you before I let you go here uh, on the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by FMF. When you guys won uh, the championship in the two, the 125 class with Grant Langston in 2003, that's the first. That was the first time in a long time that FMF had won a 125 championship. 
and then didn't win another one for a while because of uh, pro circuit bikes. Um, like, uh, what did that what did that race uh, that championship mean to you guys at the time? Because that, that was like a, a one championship in in kind of a um, like it's almost kind of all, on its own in a little island there. It it is crazy because you know it was uh, so heavily Kawasaki pro circuit you know, winning all the time. And, you know, I think, you know, especially on 125s and then even early on the four strokes, you know, they were so dominant with their, with their motor packages and, and things like that. And, um, you know, I remember when, you know, factory connection team used to use Mitch for their motors yeah. <clears throat> and exhaust. And it just never really made sense to me that you're letting this someone do your, do your motor package and be responsible for all your motor work and probably paying him a lot of money, but you're racing against his own team that he has a lot invested into as well. Yeah. So at what do you point know he's giving you, you the best stuff? Really give, it, exactly. And it actually <laughs> happened to, uh, to Mike, it actually happened to Mike Brown when kind of Mike went on his own and, and did, uh, I think that year on his, on a Honda, Yeah. you know, Mitch was doing his motors and as, as Mike was winning the championship, going into the last couple of rounds, his motors kept getting slower and his bike gets slower and slower and he lost the championship. And I'm not, I'm not saying it, you know, it was on purpose. It was just kind of like a coincidence that mm. this guy's out as a privateer beating, you know, your factory guys. And yep. you know, all of a sudden his bike is just running slow, uh, every weekend. So, but yeah. you know, that's also the, the fun thing, you know, we, well, not fun, I guess, but we don't do motor and suspension. So we're, we're able to be a little bit more nimble and, and work with different suspension companies and work with different motor guys, you know, all across the country. And, you know, that's been great because they're going to recommend FMF because we're not, we're not trying to be a competitive motor program or, um, you know, so, you know, that's definitely one of the things that we, that we, you know, strive to, to really reach out to these, these motor guys all over the country and, you know, even in Canada and other parts of the world, because, you know, we want them promoting FMF uh, for, for their guys. You know, they might not be, you know, huge motor builders in the, in the sport of supercross or motocross with the factory teams, but they got a lot of local, local guys that are out. And, and, you know, so that's really, really important for us. That it is, my friend. You're important to the Met, to the motocross community. I feel like, uh, and the off, all of the off road community. I feel like you're uh, an integral part of it, and, I, and you embrace it because of that. So uh, I, I wanted to bring you on to kind of chat a little bit about your experience at MXON, uh, as well as uh, the drop, which uh, is uh, is something that people can sign up for ASAP, and you get. Uh, Free shipping if you sign up before October 31st, and uh, that starts shipping on the 15th of November. Only $29 if you're in the U.S. If you're up in Canada, it's uh, almost $39 even to uh, to be a part of that, and the, an exclusive shirt that nobody else will be able to get on the online store, as well as you mentioned some uh, some secret trinkets that uh, may or may not come in uh, in each box. Something a little bit different each time. But uh, I really appreciate the time, man. Anytime we can talk some dirt bikes with you is a pleasure. Uh, congratulations on your your anniversary today. I hope you have an awesome night with that. And uh, yeah, appreciate the time. Yeah, man, I appreciate it as well. And uh, everyone are. Uh on top of the drop, you can go to uh, fmfracing.com and you can check out all of our new stuff for 2019. And then yes. we also just launched our, our holiday apparel line. So it's all new uh, right now at uh, the FMF Apparel Store. And that's where you can see the, the new clothing and you can click on the drop to learn more about it. Um, and man, we got to get you some new clothes. So you better get on there and, 
and uh, get your bricklaying clothes ready. Absolutely. No, I, I actually filled, filled up a, uh, a cart while we were talking right now, and I'm, I'm up to $145 right now. That's sweet. <laughs> but we'll get you taken care of, you know. So a- absolutely. I appreciate your, your listeners and, yep. and you for having me on, as always. Thank it's you. It's always fun to talk about FMF, but just the sport in general. And, yes, sir. Uh, man, it's been a great time. Always a pleasure, my friend. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. We. I appreciate it as always. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entickknapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well you better feel up with the nutritious breakfast with oats and bran oats and bran i didn't think there was such a that's what i used to think now i start every morning with a bowl of amigos for extreme kids like us That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Brayton, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to the Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. You can find an FMF exhaust system on the back of Ryan Sipes. Uh, motocross bike, and you can also find it on his uh, likely his flat track bike and his TT bike and Woods bike and his 125. Uh, you can also find him on this podcast. Uh, Ryan Sipes, how's it going? It's going, man. I'm uh, still cleaning up from uh, uh, Motocross the Nation. There's a muddy mess up there, and not only the bike got dirty, you know, everything else, motorhome and all our junk. So just a whole week worth of cleaning. Yes, sir. Long after the final checkered flag flies is uh, when uh, there's a lot more work to be done. Uh, you performed admirably, and uh, I gotta say, man, uh, 2018 is like the year of Sipes. In the last year, we've seen you uh, launch a quad at uh, a straight rhythm on a 252 stroke. We've seen you uh, racing at the motocross donations for team puerto rico most recently we've seen you racing in the woods we've seen you take up uh, a 125 race i believe that was either high point or uh, one of the other ones um is there is there anything you won't do (laughs) 
Um, Which ones are I don't guess so, man. I, if there's opportunity, um, I want to try it, man. I'm having fun doing this. It's it's pretty tough to do, but um, I'm having fun just kind of spreading my wings a little bit and like uh, trying some different stuff. Yeah, for sure. Talent on two wheels is something that you've uh, had in spades for a long period of time, and it's just great to see uh, you enjoying that. And uh, so, um, how did this whole thing come together with Team Puerto Rico? Uh, first of all, hats off to you. Great performance uh, by yourself and the rest of the team and everyone who put that all together. Um, but uh, you were, you're the only guy that was on the team from the very beginning and stuck with it. Uh, wrote a four-stroke, by the way. I just wanted to notice that. But uh, uh, How did this whole thing come together? How were you approached? And uh, what was the preparation like? Um, well, thanks, first off. Uh, it was a lot of fun. and. And really tough. Um, just the track was gnarly. But um, anyway, yeah, I got a call back in probably April. Um, and Ronnie Mack called me up, said, hey, we're going to race for Team Puerto Rico. want you to be our MX2 guy. And uh, even though some of the things that it involved kind of fell on top of some of the other races I had, um, I couldn't say no. Uh, always... You know, that's always a dream of mine to do uh, motocross nations for Team USA. Obviously, that didn't work out. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, this was a, a, a way that I could go race the race and do a lot of good, um, help a lot of people. So I said, yeah, um, some things changed in there. Um, Travis came on board. Um, Ronnie got kicked off. <laughs> and then we got the best replacement we could ask for in uh, Kevin Windham and just uh yeah it was kind of crazy and uh almost miraculous that, that we made it there to the race without somebody getting hurt i mean travis has been retired for or hasn't raced a dirt bike in 10 years 12 years something like that yep. and he's all broke up you know he's he's not the picture of health and then uh kevin's been retired for five and he's you know put on a few pounds and uh he don't really ride anymore so um, just getting us all there healthy was was the first thing and and the whole thing coming together so many people helped out with it and putting it all together and then you know i think it went as about as good as we could ask for really we we wanted to make our goal was to make the a main um it, you know as a lot of people said we just wanted to make the b main we weren't going to race the motos blah blah that wasn't the case at all we wanted to make the a main and and uh, we were all really bummed out when we didn't make it out of you know the qualifiers on saturday and so they said, you're in the B main and we're all kind of bummed, but we're like, dude, let's go out here and win this thing. And I still didn't think that was possible because, you know, two of us had to get good starts and finish in the front. And, uh, I didn't know how that would work out with Travis on a two stroke and me on a 250F against all the 450s. And it worked out, man. My, my Husky was strong off the line and got a good start. And me and Kato rode there together for a little bit. And, uh, we, we put it in the A main and those motos didn't go as good as, I wanted I really wanted to to see what I could do in that field but uh I had a bunch of crashes the first turn pile up um and then a big digger at the end of the day so um it wasn't perfect but like I said it's about as good as we could ask for to to get the the hype that we got and raise all the money that we raised for, for Puerto Rico to go down there in December and um build some houses and fix up some motocross tracks and do some good 
Absolutely. You guys have been giving back to that uh, uh, community throughout all of this and uh, honestly giving back to the motocross community in North America. Uh, people hanging off the fences for you. I don't care where your nationality is from. Uh, you were cheering for uh, wherever that is and Team Puerto Rico this weekend. Uh, you guys were the red, white, and blue team that probably most people had their eyes on more than anybody. And um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, your performance almost kind of uh, um, like I wouldn't say overshadowed, but it definitely helped uh, kind of uh, like drown the sorrows of, of the, how Team USA ended up uh, finishing on the weekend. I think you guys uh, exceeded expectations more than they did. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the expectations ourselves, we wanted to do well, but we all knew that it was going to be tough. Uh, but man, I can't explain the feeling of uh, you know, at first, uh, the, when I first started noticing it was in the um, in the B main, and I'm coming from about I don't know I got a decent start, but I'm coming from about eighth, tenth, and I'm coming up, and I could see Kate up, you know, a half, uh, whatever, five seconds in front of me, and I hear the crowd just going crazy, and I'm like, that's awesome, you know, they're really cheering on Kate up, and I catch up to him. And then I pass him and pull away and they're still cheering. And it was for me, you know, they were cheering for both of us. So that was really cool. And, uh, there was just, it seemed like every corner and every straightaway, there was a group of people that were just blowing their horns and chainsaws and cheering and the whole, the whole weekend. I mean, whether we were in 35th or in second, you know, in that B main, it was, the the crowd was, was awesome. And the support we felt from them was pretty amazing. For sure, and you had to have been a huge point of pride for yourself. Like you said, uh, unable to uh, represent the United States um, at this race at some point in your career, but uh, this has got to be the next best thing. And um, just to say that you've raced that race, you've been a part of it, and to have it on your home soil with people hanging off the fences, second to none. Um, uh, as far as riding the, the 250F, I, I know the, the original plan was to go all two strokes. That ended, ends up getting scrapped with, uh, with obviously Kevin being on a 450 and obviously just giving you a competitive, uh, not an advantage, but just being on an even playing field riding a 250F and something that you were very familiar with. Um, was that a, uh, like a, a Woods bike or was that one of your bikes or was that the, the Zach Osborne special that you'd, enjo you'd been enjoying uh, at the, the Nationals this year? Um, so it was a little bit of both. Um, the, uh, yeah, the 125 thing, as soon as Kevin said, no way, I'm not running two-stroke, I have to ride a 450. Travis called me and said, hey, we want you, I want you to ride a 250F, if you can, if you can get a good bike, because, and I knew it, but I was just going along with, it was going with the flow of the two-stroke thing, but yeah. the 125 just, it's not competitive. There's no way, you know, that we could have won the B main or any of that really, um, with me on a 125, but. So once I, we made that decision around 250F, um, I called Husky and, uh, specifically the Rockstar <clears throat> Supercross motocross team and, uh, asked them, um, you know, if, if they had an engine that I could use and, um, they did, they came through, it was, um, it was a, uh, um, fire drill to get it in there. Cause we actually had to take a 350 engine out of, um, one of my 350s, drop right. the 250 engine in the, the chassis is the same. Yeah, but I uh, had to drop that engine in and then it was my bike that I rode. So, um, did all that stuff and, uh, man, the engine was, was really, really good. Um, I felt like, you know, I, there was probably a faster 250F out there, but there was only one or two of them that were faster because my bike was really good. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, you, you were uh, launching the triples, and uh, it seemed like uh, you definitely had uh, some horsepower under the hood. Um, talk a little bit about uh, just like kind of feeding off of each other a little bit. I feel like uh, like all three of you, maybe not yourself actually, like at least two parts of your team were almost reluctant to uh, to just go out there and, and race. You know what I mean? And at some point, I think Travis said he didn't want to race the third moto. And, and same thing with Kevin. And uh, like just in the heat of battle and the heat of co competition, you guys decided to uh, to go forth and, and, and really make something special happen. I think the fans really appreciated your efforts. Yeah, and leading up to the thing, Kevin was like, if we make the A mains, um, I can't do two, two 30 minute motos and you know, all this stuff. And I can't do three motos cause we would have had, you know, we did the B main and then two A main motos and the whole time I was going, dudes, come on, you got to try. I really want to be in the A main. And, uh, and they did, they, they, everybody like pinned it. I mean, Travis was, was on the two stroke. He was crippled and still was flying. He was going fast and, and sending it out there. And, uh, I was super pumped on that. And, and K-Dub, I mean, I had a feeling if you put him in front of the world and uh, and he's going to go for it. You know, he's not going to hold back. He's not going to get tired and, and all that stuff. And, and he did. He, he went for it. Uh, he got a good start. And he, he got a fourth in that B main moto and uh, was enough to get us in the A main. And by that time, everybody was pumped. I mean, even though Kevin said, I can't do two 30-minute motos, um, he, he went for it in the first one. He was doing good in that first moto. Uh, that we were in and then I came around and he was he was down in one of the mud, muddy corners um but he still he got up and rode and and kept going and uh Travis raced that second one for a little bit and then um yeah it was it was cool man and the the last moto they both Travis was hurting Kevin was tired and they both knew that they didn't have another 30 minutes in them but they went out and did a did a parade lap or you know the first lap and and uh got the fans going kevin did a kill clicker on the tabletop you know it was uh it was a pretty special weekend for me for no all doubt. of us i think uh a, a, a heel clicker from a man who's uh um maybe maybe he hasn't gone for as many runs as he needs to in the last five years and that's justified in the fact that he'd been uh hard at a uh, professional series for uh the better part of 15 years um but yeah that, i was impressed by the heel clicker I, I i myself cannot do a heel clicker uh based on skill uh i'm not too sure if i'd uh try one at his current carriage but uh that's just gotta be uh um a huge like just like kind of pump you up and stuff like that i'm glad you guys had fun with this yeah it was it was super cool and we had rick johnson over there you know making decisions and, and trying to help us out with some strategic stuff, like who should get this gate pick, what we should do, you know, this and that, and that, that kind of star power, you know, I got, my teammates are Pastrana and Wyndham and my team manager is Ricky Johnson. It was, yeah. it was pretty, um, pretty surreal to, um, to just hang with that career all weekend. And those, all those guys are just regular dudes that are, are super cool. And everybody was supportive of everybody. You know, it wasn't, uh, Nobody ever got mad. Nobody. It was just, just really cool, man. It's um, more than, you know. It was basically um, the best we could ask for. How the weekend went. Yes, sir, my friend. So, uh, what's on the schedule leading forward? I don't expect to see you at the uh, Monster Cup, but uh, I, I, I full blown expect you to be on a two stroke in two weeks' time in uh, Pasadena, California. Or am I incorrect about that? Yeah, I'll be at. Um, 
straight rhythm. I'm not going to be at Monster Cup this weekend. I'll be on my couch watching it, but yeah. uh, I'll be at straight rhythm on a two-stroke and uh, trying to trying to make that happen. Last year, uh, I rode good, but but kind of fell short in the in the mains. So I'm looking forward to some redemption this weekend. And there's a this, the class is even more stacked this year, but. Um, I don't know, man. I'm ready for it. I, I can't wait to get back on a two-stroke and, and jump some jumps and, and have some fun in front of some cool fans. Awesome, man. I think that makes your summer of Sipes may go full circle, and uh, you've been doing it for uh, Husk, Husqvarna for a long time now, and we appreciate you coming on the show to uh, take a few minutes to uh, put down the rubber gloves and, uh, and, and all of your cleaning utensils uh, to, to help uh, like just... Uh, just tell the story of this last weekend. It's amazing that you guys were able to do. And, uh, man, I really appreciate the time and you, you taking the time to uh, to tell us about it. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And uh, just real quick, big thanks to Liat for some custom gear this yes. past weekend and uh, Tagger for painting my helmet. Um, I think I had one of the best-looking setups. Uh, Factory Effects made me some special graphics. Um, Maxis brought their truck out and gave me good tires to ride on. Um, Husky gave me the engine, you know, Rockstar came out, the guys from Rockstar came out to watch and support and, uh, oh man, it was just, uh, it was cool. And, um, also big thanks to my, my buddy, Mike Stryker that come out and, uh, and helped to help me out with the bike. So, but, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. And, uh, anytime, just give me a shout. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my friend. Don't hang up just yet for podcast sake. We'll cut it off right there.